0: Hello, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Education on Fire podcast. Whether you're in the car, whether you're taking a dog for a walk in the gym, and also no matter where you are in the world, we have such a fantastic audience. Who I just thank you so much for getting in touch and and for sharing all your thoughts and insights with me. It really does make what we do really worthwhile to know that we're making a difference to all of you people out there wanting to have an education system and and a way of learning that's really child-focused and really supporting all those people that need our help. Now, if you'd like to find out more about what we're doing behind the scenes, beyond the podcast, if you go to educationonfire.com forward slash fire, you can sign up and we've got some background information there for you, a chance to download a PDF and a short video from me about how we're supporting people in education and and details of how you can get involved and and more details about our Facebook group. So that's educationonfire.com forward slash fire. Now, today I'm delighted to be joined by Brian Lubovic, and he's the CEO and founder of Lubovic Law Group. Now this you might think immediately isn't necessarily involved in education, but this is where I think our understanding of the, our conversations that we've been having over the last weeks and months about community and so many different people having an influence on education. Because Brian is spending so much time in the Safety for Life Foundation, which is his foundation focusing on youth safety regarding the road, internet, police and human trafficking. Now, this is where bringing so many different facets of the community together with different standpoints, with different views, with different experiences, and being able to really share that with our young people and making a real difference and having different perspectives about how we can really make a positive impact. So just before this fantastic conversation, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. The National Association for Primary Education is a non-political UK charity. As Vice Chair, I'm delighted to be hosting six online CPD events to enable you to be supported as educators, no matter where you are in the world. To find out more information, go to nape.org.uk forward slash online events. That's nape.org.uk forward slash online events. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Education on Fire podcast. One of the things which has been really interesting for me, especially in recent weeks as we've gone through, is this idea of of how businesses and education work together. And I think with, with your law background and then your sort of insights into creating a foundation and kind of really having that education sort of light there, as it were, in terms of helping people, I think it's going to be a really fascinating kind of um, discussion there about how those two things fit together. Yeah. So thank you very much for being here.
1: Well, Mark, thank you for having me, and I'm, I'm really excited about doing the podcast, and it's the first podcast that I've done of, of this type where I get to actually kind of um, pull together both the law side on what we were doing and teaching and the education side, which I'm really passionate about. I mean, of all the things that, that I do, this is my passion project is this educational foundation.
0: Fantastic. So, just take us through a little brief background. Then, what's your sort of professional background? How did that start to go into the education side, and and what were the sort of the real drivers for doing that?
1: So, I um I went I went to um, high school and I had a formative experience in high school that made me want to be a lawyer and a prosecutor. And I went through all the way through college, knowing that I was going to go to law school, all the way through law school, knowing I was going to be a prosecutor. I got done, I got into the prosecutorial role, I was accepted into the honors graduate program, which is the only way to get into the US government as a prosecutor, um, and, I, and I was selected for that. So I had a very kind of missile-led you know, uh, uh, path to go on. I did that for a couple of years and I realized that I didn't wanna be a prosecutor. Um, so <laughs> I decided that I did, like, I did like prosecuting cases, I did like um, doing this, so I got involved in litigation which is what I liked and civil litigation. And as I went through doing all sorts of civil litigation types, I don't think there's many things I haven't done, um, in, in my past, I settled on, uh, the injury side of the world. So I do mostly severe, significant catastrophic injuries that people, you know, need help with. They like, you know, they need somebody to stand up for them. So that process took me through, seeing a lot of terrible things happen and what i noticed over time is that a lot of them happened with kids and uh and i I love the concept of being a teacher i love the concept of education and i got involved with a different foundation at one point uh that was doing a lot of educational programs for kids because i wanted to go out and teach kids about the dangers of driving and there's a lot of dangers that kids engage in when they're driving so they have this, this very dangerous weapon put into their hands as 16-year-olds here in most states, some 15 and a half, some 17 or 18, but around that 16-year-old mark. And we expect them to understand the gravity of what they're doing, and they often don't, um, and to tragic consequence. So that's, that is what led me here, right? So I started talking to kids about it and getting involved in the Don't Text and Drive campaigns that came out a few years ago. And it, it led to the creation of a foundation that would do nothing but these educational, impactful, you know, teaching experiences.
0: And I just think it's really, really important that I think children get educated. We talk a lot about community, but I think it's that what I mean by that is the fact that we have people outside of the school gates who aren't necessarily just coming in as a one-off chat. You know, it's people that have got real experience. You know, I can imagine that you're talking about, you know, I've witnessed this, I've seen what happens and I appreciate I'm an adult telling you, you know, to be careful and safe and, and all the training that you would do. But that's a very different thing than just having one of your normal teachers sort of taking you through the process.
1: I think you're 100% right. And I'm sure that all teachers, I'm sure that most teachers, hopefully that that all teachers have had this experience where a young person comes back to them at some point in their career and says, you did something formative to help me grow as a human being and to do something for me, right? And, uh, And you get that in the law to a degree we help people out and we do things. But the most significant experiences that I have, and this happened to me three, five, five weeks ago now, five weeks ago, I walked into a Starbucks and the barista, the young girl making my coffee said to me, are you Mr. Lubovic? And I said, I am. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you know me? And she said, you came to my school a few years ago and you talked to us about texting and driving and drinking and driving and the dangers of that. And every time I go out with my friends, you're in my head. And every time we're going to drive or drink or do anything like that, when I see kids texting in cars, I make people put their their phone down. She goes, you're you're so in my head, you really did a good job in helping save me from being involved in a a unnecessary traffic accident. So that was so fulfilling for me, that sense that I that I changed a behavior, that I made someone more cautious, that I helped hopefully save a life. You know, that's the goal
0: yeah i mean and and like i say it's so unusual isn't it sometimes to hear those things so it really brings it to life you know for every one of those people that you've heard of there's like say another 10 20 100 200, you know whatever oh, I hope, I hopefully that hope. they're
1: they, 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 they sort of making those things um I'm sure all that, these teachers all these te- i'm sorry about interrupting but i'm sure all the teachers have that sense where sometimes you're looking in the eyes of the audience and you're thinking they are not paying attention to me what am i saying you know
0: and, and I'm just interested here in terms of, um, you know, you're going into schools and that delivery. Do you, do you think you get that different kind of impact because of that lawyer background, that kind of sense of communication, that kind of needing to be impactful? Do you think there must be a different stance there from, from a teacher in a classroom, which I guess maybe makes a little bit of a difference?
1: So we do this. And when we do this, we bring a number of professionals with us from outside the classroom the experience is not just a lawyer telling them don't text and drive, the experience is a police officer coming to talk to them about the consequences of drinking and driving and texting and driving and doing gross, gross, reckless activity in a car, like allowing people to car surf on the top of your car while you're driving around a parking lot. I mean, all of those things are awful to do, and kids do them, and we want to impact them from doing that. So we'll bring a police officer, we'll bring a race car driver, we'll bring um, a driver's ed teacher will bring the chief trauma nurse from, you know, our counties, um, and we'll create this very interactive experience. We'll have the kids come up on stage and put on goggles that make them see, you know, like you, maybe when you have had too many drinks and try to walk a line and do, you know, the, the, the DUI roadside sobriety tests. Um, and we want that, that experiential level, but what I, do in particular to create uh, an, an, an impact is, I don't talk to the kids as if I'm scared for them. I tell the kids I'm scared for other people and that I'm going to be hunting them. And if they hurt somebody, I'm going to come after them and I'm going to be the real force in their life that's going to make their life miserable if they hurt somebody. Because if you hurt somebody and you're doing something grossly reckless, like texting and driving or drinking and driving, I'm gonna get a punitive damage award against you. And once I have that, I'm never letting it go. You can't bankrupt it, you can't get out of it, and I'm gonna garnish every wage you ever earn. I'm gonna take every asset you ever make, and I'm gonna sell it at auction, and I'm gonna take it. So I'll be here your whole life. You'll be fighting somebody taking your stuff because you went out one night, texted and drive and killed somebody. And so that impacts them because they think, okay, he's, he's not telling me don't do it because I might be hurt. He's telling me if you do it, I'm going to come and get you. And that's a much different experience because everybody else on stage tells them about, we're worried about you. We're worried about you. We're worried about you. And I tell them I'm worried about my client because I love my client. When you're with a mother who's lost a child, you love that family and you're going to do everything in your power. And when I get a hold of you as a, as a young person and you sit across from me in a deposition and I'm asking you what happened that night and you're crying because even the biggest guys cry when they think about the fact that they took a human life in a car and you're begging for forgiveness, I'm not here for forgiveness. I'm here for retribution. I'm here for that. It's time for your comeuppance and you're never going to get out of it. Your whole life is going to be spent with this on your head that impacts them and they get scared.
0: And like you said, then it's in their head. And then every time they get in a car before they do anything, there it is. And like you said, if if that makes you think, then it's job done.
1: So in Florida, we have this great law that forces parents, a guardian, a parent or guardian to sign before a child gets, a young person gets a license, right? And I said, when you went to get your driver's license, how many of you remember that your parents had to go with you? They had to go with you because they had to sign a a form to let you get your license. That wasn't permission. That was responsibility because your parents are going to pay for everything that you do in a car and you're going to pay. So you get to keep it and I get to put it on them. So if you care about your parents at all, you're going to do this because if you get into a wreck, I'm taking everything your dad ever made. I'm going to take everything I can. I'm gonna make it so miserable. I'm gonna take your car. I'm taking the bike out of the driveway. I'm taking the nice lamp inside. I'm taking that painting that your parents loved that they bought, you know, was signed original that your mom loves. That's going to auction, buddy. And I'm taking it. I'm giving the money to my client because you messed up. That scares them because now I'm taking their stuff. I'm taking their parents' stuff. I'm taking everything out of their house. It's a very, it's an interesting moment to see Tough kids, teenagers, 16, 17-year-olds were like, oh, driving, ha, 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 all of a sudden get like, wow, okay, this is real.
0: And I think the really interesting thing is is that education does have this sense of, I'm going to school again today. I've done it for, you know, 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, however long it happens to be when you're having these conversations. Um, And it's just another day. And it's just another day. And it's another lesson. And I think when it just feels like it's not just another day for all those reasons that you said, when you can make that impact, then that's going to stand out. It's like anything which stands out from the crowd, isn't it? And on such an important issue, then then I can really see the the value of that. And and so take me also into the other areas of life that you've that you've you've gone into as well. You know, there's Internet and, and that kind of thing. Were, were they sort of natural progressions or, or were they just things that you sort of you knew were going to be incredibly important for that
1: age group? so it was kind of a natural progression we started only with traffic safety um and i was working in another foundation that was more limited and only related to traffic safety and uh and then when that ended i went back to the original uh, director of that organization and said you know she had gone she had left i left there was a couple of people that left and we said um I think we can do this better. I think we can do this in a more broad format. I think we can impact kids at a different level. And we expanded the age range that we wanted to target. So now we wanna target that seventh, eighth grader range through high school instead of just the high school range. And we thought that there's more than just traffic safety that kids are now into that we have to worry about. And uh, we had done a lot of work with the police over the last couple of years, because we have police officers come, traffic safety officers come. And we talked to them about the things that are really hard for families to deal with. And they, they helped us kind of narrow the focus down, but we narrowed it down to internet safety and human trafficking safety, which are two really interrelated issues. And then the other thing that we came up with, which I think is so timely, at least in the United States is, uh, this concept of how young people, especially young men, in minority communities interact with the police. Because we have a we have a growing distrust between those two communities. And we want to try to overcome that. And we want kids to understand the role of police and that, you know, 90% or 99% or whatever, it's some humongously high percentage of the police officers in this country are doing a great job for their community trying to protect and serve. Um, and the only ones that we ever hear about are people who you know may not be protecting and serving. Um, and that's the exception to the rule. And that by and large, people can trust the police. And if you're if you're trying to go out and and you need something, you're going to be better off understanding how to interact with the police than than otherwise. So those are the four areas that we decided to concentrate on. And we're creating impactful educational experiences in each of those areas.
0: And what I love about that is the fact that everything is learnt, isn't it? You know, good habits, bad habits, perceptions, all of that, whether it comes from your parents, whether it comes from your school, whether it comes from the community around you. So like you say, if you can have these conversations early enough in a child's life, then that perception is going to be different than if they'd never heard it before. And if you can have interactions with all the relevant parties and they can see the bigger picture that makes such a big difference. And I think that that's such a, such a positive way of going about these things rather than, you know, correcting something further down the line. And, and I think, yeah, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. And I think also great that, you know, you start from the fact, this is what the police were dealing with. This is what they know is an issue. This is what you can actually help with. Um, and then you get the buy-in from everybody, don't you, in terms, of, and then you can make it as impactful as possible.
1: Yeah. We've been very, we've been very lucky that we have really, um, an amazing number of people that have come out to support the foundation already. I mean, we've got 42 community partners that we've made. There's a safety council for the county here that's jumped in. The Drowning Coalition has jumped in because believe it or not, I think the third highest drowning incidents in Florida are people that drive into canals and drown. So drowning prevention is a part of traffic safety and they've come in to help us. And it's been a real interesting experience.
0: So it sounds like the majority of what you've talked about so far is kind of that in person, impactful sort of eyeball to eyeball conversation with a group of um, children. Um, it, do you find that is the most impactful? Do you have different ways to deliver it? I mean, I guess your are the eyeball to eyeball thing is limited currently to to how far you can travel and that kind of thing. So what's the sort of the plan and, and the growth strategy in terms of moving forward?
1: So we have tried to broaden this out through using forums like we're using now with zoom and, you know, um, squad casting, things like that. It is not as impactful as a human experience. And so my reach is going to be limited, like you said, to my time, as well as my capacity to get someplace, which gives me a lot of schools, quite honestly, it gives me, you know, hundreds of schools, but, um, but we want to, uh, Systemize this in a way that allows us to grow to other counties in Florida and then take it to a national level so that schools can be so that people in the community will be able to have this experience for their kids available. And my hope, my goal is to find other attorneys in other jurisdictions who would want this type of exposure, who would want to be involved in this. And I think I will have. Pretty good luck finding people like this, because I'm not actually very unique in my experience. I mean, you know you can't you can't throw a stone without hitting an injury lawyer in Florida, right? So uh, there's a lot of us out there in the United States, and I think that a lot of us have had this experience with kids, and a lot of us feel it, and a lot of us would like kids to stay safer and be safer. And uh, that's my goal. My goal is to expand this by teaching other lawyers how to do this and have them create those experiences with the foundation, directing it, systemizing it and giving those kind of pre-packaged things to the next organization that takes it on the next county or whatever. So I'm probably going to do the South Florida area. So it would be Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County, Martin County, St. Lucie County. Those would be my test grounds. And then through that, we'll bring it across the state to the Naples area. I've got somebody there already who's interested in doing that with me tampa area i've got somebody there who's interested and the orlando area which i've got a number of people which probably would need to be split up into. And... Yeah. so i think that i can get a lot of florida done relatively quickly maybe within two years and then from there we'll see how it expands yeah and I,
0: and i think that's a that's kind of a really sort of a great example of what I was talking about in terms of different settings working with and for education because you know schools work within their local area and departments and that kind of thing but to have that sense of I can see the vision I can understand the systems that can be put in place I have the connections and the ability to kind of broaden this thing to make such an impact and as soon as they everyone's working together, then then it makes a big difference, doesn't it? And and I can really sort of see how that can that can that can really help. Just tell me a little bit about. I mean, the, the passion comes through in terms of helping children, and I can understand having witnessed some of these conversations in terms of like you're saying from your sort of professional life. But was there an incident, or was there a child, or a situation that made you think, No, I really do need to to step on on you know step on board or, or, or take that action to kind of get involved
1: so it, it it wasn't it was related the thing that made me think a lot about the thing that caused me to want to be involved in this um, was the dovetailing of two experiences one was the invitation of, of going to an event by luck and seeing it and the other was that my daughter whose name is hannah is a superstar human being right and when she was young now she's a 26 year old woman but at the time she was probably a i don't know let's see go back 15 years what 10 or 11 year old young girl and uh growing up this amazing young woman and there was a young girl that was going to a school right near our school who was car surfing named hannah little blonde thing athletic smart wonderful, you know, girl, and she was car surfing with her friends and she got knocked off and it was a big story here. She needed a craniotomy. They had to take her skull off for weeks. You know, she fell off the car obviously. And, uh, and then at that same time that we had heard about that, I got an invitation to come and speak for a foundation about traffic safety and, you know, like the dangers of drinking and driving, et cetera, to kids. And so I accepted that, which I might not have otherwise done just out of it being busy, you know, like you're a busy person, you get these invitations to, to do things all the time. But that impacted me that there was a Hannah and I wanted my Hannah not to do this. So I was like, I'm going to go and, and do this. And then I fell in love with it the very first time I did it. And the very first time I did it, I did attack it. The way, I, I do it the same, like it's the same type of, of a, of a presentation that I give. And I did it kind of instinctively the very first time. And, uh, and when I did it, I mean, the, the impact was immediate and it was with all the teachers. I mean, teachers were coming up to me and saying, Oh my God, that message is so needed. Oh my God, you scared me. Oh my, like, they were so happy to have heard it. They also wanted to know like, what can I do to save myself from this terrible fate with my kids that are starting to drive. But, um, but yeah, it just, it all kind of came together. Uh, Back then, about six, yeah. 15,
0: 16 years ago. Yeah, and I think I think it's something that we can all take on board. That kind of the guidance, the clues, the the right time, the right situation. And I think when you're open to these things. Um, and then like I say, and then you get the feedback, whether it's having done a presentation or, or whatever it happens to be, you kind of really do get that sense of, yeah, this this is important. And it's not about doing either or. It's a combination of, like you say, spreading your time, knowing what's important to you and then focusing on on how you can give the best in, in, in any given situation, which I really love. Um, tell us a little bit about, we sort of went back in terms of talking about your daughter when she was young. Can we go back even further and talk? Is there an educational experience or a teacher um, that, that really had a big impact on you? And, and, and tell us a bit about why that was the case.
1: So I have two experiential things that one, one is teacher related and one was not really a teacher. But I'll, I'll tell you about it. So the first one, I'll go back as early as fifth grade. I had a, a fifth grade teacher named Anne Sedvendemi. Um and she took a very insecure kid who was using bullying and stuff. To, I, I was brand new in a school. Um, I had moved from one city to another, and I was living in Dayton, Ohio at the time, and I didn't know anybody. And I guess that that was a, a hard transition for me. As a, as a kid, you don't know whether it's stressing you or not, but it clearly was You know, when I think back. And she had a really, really significant impact on me. And I was, I was ahead academically of the class, where I came from was just simply ahead. I don't think it was me, I think it was just, I was taught at a, at a faster pace there. So I was probably a year and a half ahead of most people in my class. And this teacher allowed me to kind of do the Montessori thing and do my own thing in the corner with another kid who was ahead. Um, and uh, and he and I, you know, got along and, and did our thing. And she really impacted me in, in making me feel good about myself as a human being, right? I, she left the school after the next year and I never saw her again. And I've always wanted to tell her how much she impacted my life. I mean, I've never forgot Anset of Endemi, right? Like that has always been a part of my ego. My self-esteem comes from Ann set of Endemi telling me and coaching me through that year of school and, uh, fast forward to my son, my now almost adult son going to college. Right. And I'm in a bagel and deli shop in Oxford, Ohio, which is Miami of Ohio. And that's where he ended up going. And I'm in there and some buddy at another table says, do you mean that so-and-so Ann Set of Endemi Ritz did blah, blah, blah. And I, did you just say Ann Set of Endemi? And I said, yeah, Ann of Endemi Ritz. She's married. She goes by both names. I found her. I found her. 30 years later, whatever it was. Yeah. 40, 40 years later. And, uh, and we reconnected. We are now friends. Her son works for a friend of mine, crazily, you know, like, just like a crazy coincidence. And, uh, and yeah, and it's so nice that I, that I see her and talk to her and, and reestablish that experience. And she's still the most beautiful person that you would ever want to meet. So, yeah, that was one experience. The other experience that led me to want to be involved in education and do what I do was a a traffic ticket that i that i got when i was in high school and i actually defended myself on it and i went into court and in ohio they actually have a prosecuting attorney with the traffic offenses so when i got there i was with my parents because my parents took me you know and uh and the woman says it was a young woman who was a prosecutor i'm so and so i'm the prosecutor and i was like dad there's a prosecutor here I i had no idea i just thought i would be talking to a judge and you know like. And he goes, well, good luck, you know? So I go in and I, and I actually tried my own case and through a lot of mistakes and the judge kept telling me, sit down, sit down. You know, like I tried to get up and the other person's opening, you know, the prosecutor opens and I'm like, that's not true, wait. That's not right. And he's like, you'll get your chance, just calm down. So I ended up um, hearing the first officer testify and I got a pad of paper out from my dad and I started writing my questions down. And I got up and I just, I just rolled this guy. I mean, just totally cross-examined him to admitting that the ticket was probably not the best choice. And the the uh, the judge found me not guilty and then asked me and my parents to come back in the My dad left, my mom went, and we sat in chambers and the judge kind of dug into me and who am I and what am I doing and what am I thinking about doing? And, you know, what she saw was completely unusual and she never, she sees, you know, adult people that are trained lawyers who can't cross-examine an officer like that she goes what you're doing you need to be a prosecutor and that kind of set me off just on that one maybe 45 minute meeting with a judge in the back it just felt like okay i found my calling
0: yeah wow What, what an amazing story and and the thing that struck me when you were talking about your teacher was the fact that it's so often not about what they teach you in terms of the subject or anything like that it's how they make you feel it's how they are just personally you don't have to do anything apart from be yourself and the majority of people who are involved in education it's so vocational you want to do the best but in some ways you don't need to learn how to do that you just need to show up as yourself and i think the more you can share and the more you can be like that the bigger impact you get and, and 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 what you said just really strikes a chord with so many things that i hear it's just that you know to the point that you were uh, you'd wanted to find that person and then you know there's a whole different podcast about how the universe works in such a way that you're able to then actually meet her and become friends i mean that's just incredible but uh I I, I I just love that yeah absolutely i just i just love that so much Tell me about some advice that you've been given, which you think is um, really important, which has really affected your life, or or even some advice that you might tell your younger self. And I do obviously caveat this, and you, you'll you'll appreciate this talking to youngsters. And in terms of, you might not take it on when you're younger, but you kind of later sort of know it, it was it was a good a good piece of advice to hear, which which is important for them.
1: So, my um, my advice is probably what you hear, uh, it's almost trite because you hear it at every graduation um, about uh, wanting to follow your dreams, etc. But really what I, what, what I have told my kids, and I was relatively risky as people go, like I have a very high tolerance for risk. Um, and my advice to my younger self would be, be riskier, take bigger chances, go for other things, like really go, go for what you want to do, go for the things you want to try. I mean, I didn't pull the trigger on a number of things that would have absolutely all, any of them would have worked out really, really well. I, I can see that future now as an older person, looking back at decision points in my life. And I chose a safer path too many times. And, uh, and I think kids need to understand that, you know, they're young, they can bear risk. They can go for their dreams. They shouldn't compromise, um, you know, a lot of moms and dads want to see a lot of doctors and uh, lawyers and Indian chiefs and, you know, honest to God, you're, you're just, you can make money in anything, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's teaching or selling shoelaces or, you know, being a lawyer, you can make money in anything and that the game shouldn't be about the money. It should be about the thing that you're passionate about. And if you follow that, you really are going to end up on, on a, in a good place and to be risky
0: about it. Go for it. Yeah, I, I love that in as much as that idea that you can't fail because you're going to learn something even if it doesn't end up the place you thought it was going to. You're going to learn something and it's going to, like say, that risk is going to take you in a positive direction and you're, going to, and you're going to learn from that. And and the other thing that just struck me there was the fact that you're saying that you can make money from anything. And I think that side of education is something which is incredibly important. You know, just going to school, getting the grades and leaving... Isn't actually what it's all about. It's about that idea of entrepreneurship in some ways, or just that understanding that understanding about money, understanding that you need to solve problems, you need to help people, you need to be part of a community that's going to serve in some way or another that's not about the studying, that's about understanding people and actually understanding the way the world works. And I think from that point of view, you're more likely to take those risks or or actually put one step in front of the other because you can see the benefit of what it's going to do for other people. And I think that kind of is really impactful at that point. Yeah, I
1: agree with you 100%. So yeah, that is my advice typically to to kids. Go for what your dreams are and uh, ignore mom and dad.
0: (laughs) and and just as we round up here um is there a resource that's had a big impact on
1: your life and i
0: say it can be varied it can be a song it can be a film it can be a podcast it can be a book it can be absolutely anything but something which really had a big impact and why was that the case
1: so I'll, i'm going to give you something recently because you know we are like you said we are feeling machines that think we are not thinking machines that feel so it's, it's how you're feeling right now that dictates what you're thinking so um i have uh I have long worked at trying to grow my business and, and get my business to go in a certain direction. And I have not been able to get to where I want to go until recently. And I recently read a number of books by a guy named Patrick Lencioni, who is kind of a business coach, but he's written a lot of books, the most famous of which is the five dysfunctions of team. Um, and, they have all had this incredible impact on me. Like he just speaks to me in the way that he talks about leading, leading an organization, managing human beings and growing businesses and growing your, your enterprise. Um, and so since getting involved in, in listening to him, there's a number of Ted talks by him. There's a really, really good one called the ideal team player. And if anybody wants to, to listen to that, it's a great way of Of judging the people that you're going to be on a team with um so yeah that that has had an an incredible uh impact on me on my business on my firm on on me as a leader on how i lead so yeah that that's been the most recent thing
0: fantastic and we'll we'll, we'll get links to all of those things and we'll have them on the show notes so people can click through because i just think it is fascinating to hear all this range of things that that they impact people individually but there are themes within that which makes such a big difference and you know even opening the door to what a team is and how it can work and how you can build through that is is massive no matter what area of life you're in um, and I think yeah it's such an, such an important thing to be aware of and I love then the exploration that you can just like you say you find a book you find a person and you just sort of dive in feet first and, uh, and actually then just sort of consume all of that stuff and make a big difference in your life which then ripples on out into everyone else so yeah incredible. Um, Brian thank you so much Um, for sharing all of that it's it's so lovely to sort of like I said, to hear that kind of different perspective, you know, not being a teacher, not being in school every day, but to have that different hat on, but to still make an impact and to understand why that's the case and, and how positive that can be. Um, so so tell us where people can find out more about the foundation and how they can get involved if they're able to.
1: So you can go to the word safety S-A-F-E-T-Y, the number four life, L-I-F-E, safety for life dot org. And they can find out all about it on the website that's the easiest place um we actually luckily had a, a big foundation meeting we had some great community leaders together and we were on the news the other night so they can watch the news in palm beach county but, uh, but that's really the, the best place for real information about it or to uh get a hold of our executive director um would if they wanted us to come out to their schools that would be the place to go and and make contact with her But we're going to try to hit every school in Palm Beach County, maybe not this year, but at least by a year from now, the end of the fall semester, we will have hit all the public schools in Palm Beach County. So that's our goal.
0: Fantastic. Well, Brian, thank you so much. I I hope anyone who lives in that area that can can get access to this goes and does that and and for those of us who are listening um in different countries or anywhere around the world that you understand that the impact the philosophy the understanding of what's going on here is something that you can create or you can have a conversation with someone about that impacts everyone further afield so yeah brian thank you so much indeed
1: it was great thank you so much for having me on mark
0: Thank you so much for listening. It's such a pleasure to be able to bring you such wisdom and inspiration. If I could ask you to do one thing, please share this podcast with one other person just so that we can really make the most of our ripple effect of being able to just reach as many people as possible. And that way we can make the biggest difference in the world. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about the community and how to get involved, please go to educationonfire.com forward slash fire.